This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we'll be discussing the return of a local mask mandate as COVID cases continue to rise, as well as controversy surrounding San Jose's mayor for his use of a private email address for public business. It was only a couple months ago that health officials advised it was okay to remove the face masks we've worn for over a year because of COVID-19. But as positive infections climb once again, several Bay Area counties issued a new health order Monday requiring masks indoors. This includes Santa Clara County. The rule applies to everyone, regardless of vaccination status. Here to talk more about this latest mandate is reporter Lloyd Alaban. Hey, Lloyd. Hey. So, Lloyd, why is the county requiring residents to wear masks in indoor public settings again? COVID cases are rising. That, that's the, the main purpose behind this. Specifically, the Delta variant has caused uh, a big spike in hospitalizations in the area compared to where we were even just a few months ago in the, the spring. And the vast majority of these people who have been hospitalized have been people who have not been vaccinated. And there have been what experts are saying breakthrough cases, which are infections among vaccinated people. but those are rare, and if they do happen, um, they come out with uh, mild symptoms. And where are masks required to be worn, and are there any exceptions to when they can be removed? Masks are required anywhere where you are indoors, like uh, bars, restaurants, public buildings, like uh, government buildings, private buildings as well, as such as malls. Um, there are a few exceptions, mostly among restaurants, which allow taking off masks to eat or drink. Businesses have to enforce the mandate and uh, residents can submit complaints to the county if they see a business isn't following the mask mandate. How are residents and businesses reacting to this new mask mandate? Oh, well, uh, there hasn't been too much pushback, uh, but Eric Johnson, who owns Recycle Bookstore, a uh, bookstore near downtown San Jose with a, his wife said that nearly all of his customers have complied with wearing masks. Uh, Johnson didn't allow customers to go maskless even before the mask mandate. So he's had uh, similar uh, restrictions on his customers uh, even after he lifted uh, mask mandates uh, earlier this year. Um, and the only complaints he's gotten so far is from a couple of people who have refused to wear masks and recorded themselves uh, yelling at some of his employees that they were uh, being deprived of, of their right to not wear a mask. Um, and Johnson's employees, well, some of Johnson's employees recorded the interaction at the same time and went uh, viral a bit locally. Yeah, bigger perspective, um, Derek Seaver of the Silicon Valley organization fears that mask mandates might have what he calls a chilling effect on small businesses because uh, we're seeing a spike in cases. He, he believes that people won't go to these small businesses, um, which are still trying to recover uh, from the uh, pandemic and, and all the lockdowns. And they've been recovering from what he says um, unevenly. Right. Places such as like hair and nail salons have suffered pretty extensively throughout this pandemic. And it's really interesting that even though the government is requiring these 
mask mandates that it, enforcement of this really falls onto the businesses to get their customers to comply. I, I think I even saw that video you were talking about with a recycled bookstore, and it, it appeared to me like a civil disobedience thing, more about um, making a point than actually having a problem with wearing a mask in the bookstore itself. Now, health officials are saying the Delta variant is the predominant COVID-19 strain in our area. How does this factor into the new requirement for masks? Yeah, so the, the Delta variant, as we've seen um, in news reports and uh, reports from the county, is much more contagious, uh, especially among unvaccinated people, than uh, previous variants. Um, so our hospital beds are filling up again, which of course means less beds for uh people who are infected and people in general, even those who aren't infected with COVID-19, which puts a strain on healthcare workers. Uh, and the Delta variant, since it's so contagious, has forced healthcare officials uh, and local health officials to rethink the indoor mask mandate since COVID-19 can spread much more rapidly indoors. Uh, the, the county has some of the highest percentages of fully vaccinated people in the area, but uh, still, our numbers, because uh, of the Delta variant, are spiking and they're rising. And uh, of course, a lot of those numbers are uh, underreported because we're only looking at known cases of the virus. Right, which is something I think they've been saying from the very beginning. Now, it seems like the increase in positive in, uh, infections, and I think you said this already, it's happening primarily in unvaccinated individuals. What do current vaccination rates look like in Santa Clara County? So according to the, the numbers from uh, this week, about 84% of residents who are 12 and over have at least one dose of the vaccine, and 78% are fully vaccinated. Uh, and so that, of course, is only for people 12 and older. Uh, people under 12 uh, can't get the vaccine yet. Uh, and as you said before, the, the vast majority of those people who are being infected with the Delta variant are those who are unvaccinated. Right. And now it should be said that they do say that some vaccinated individuals have gotten this Delta variant, but the county hasn't released any numbers on what that looks like. And I believe the CDC has even said about 99% of all vaccinated people are pretty much protected from the virus. Now, there was talk not long ago of reaching herd immunity against COVID-19. What are health officials saying about that? Is that still possible? So yeah, the, the magic number that many of us were promised was uh, between 70 to 80% for herd immunity. But we're seeing more cautious numbers and estimates now since the Delta variant has taken over as the dominant variant. Um, a couple of health officials said earlier this week that those numbers are far from sufficient and that the Delta variant is spreading rapidly. Uh, and there are some talks from local health officials, including Chris Fardinato of Contra Costa County, that those numbers are too low of a threshold. Okay, well, thank you for coming on and talking to us about this, Lloyd. We'll be covering this issue extensively, so readers can stay tuned. San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported, nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website, sanjosespotlight.com. Last month, San Jose Spotlight reported on Mayor Sam Licardo's attempt to skirt public records law by using a private email account to conduct city business. Now, a San Francisco-based law firm and a free speech advocacy group are demanding City Hall release the emails in question from Licardo's private account. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Tron Nguyen. Hey, Tron. Hi, Nick. Thank you for having me. Of course. 
So Tron, bring us up to speed here. What exactly did you find in your investigation last month? Yeah, so about two weeks ago, we published a story uh, revealing how the mayor um, was in communication with a resident. Scott Largent has cited some safety concerns and asked the mayor if they could communicate in a different way. And in response, um, Mayor Sam Licardo told him to reach out to his private email account and then vowed to delete emails from his government account. Um, when we asked for these emails, Ricardo's office initially said that they didn't find anything and respond to our request. Um, and afterward, um, after we start asking questions and you know showing that we have copies of these emails which deal with city business, um, the mayor's office backtracked its statements, reopened our public record requests, um, and saying that it did not search for these emails um, in the mayor's private email account. Okay, and what's the issue with the mayor using a private email account to conduct city business? So this is a violation of California Public Records Act. The law specifically said that all emails, communications, correspondence between public officials, um, or with public officials uh, have to be disclosed under Public Records Act, um, regardless of the communication channels and regardless of which device, meaning that both government accounts um, and private accounts uh, have to be searched um, in response to public record requests. Um, this, in this particular case, um, the law was not followed, um, as we've seen that the mayor's office does not search um, his private account. And so far, we still have not gotten those emails that the mayor's office has promised to give us um, two weeks ago. Has Mayor Licardo spoken about this at all? He has not. Um, when we first reported on this emails um, and the fact that he has attempted to skirt public records law, um, his office responded with, um, the mayor is still out of town, is still on vacation, so he did not respond to our um, inquiries. Um, we reached out again this week hoping to get a comment um, after a couple of watchdog groups and, and lawyers um, are now writing letters and um, putting in record requests in response to our reporting, um, and the mayor is still not saying anything about um, this issue. I see. Now, what has the response been to your reporting? So after our reporting, a San Francisco media lawyer and a free speech advocacy group called um, First Amendment Coalition separately filed public record requests demanding for all communications and all correspondence related to city business from Ricardo's private email account to be released. The lawyer, Carl Olson, he was also the lawyer that represented news media as intervening party in a 2017 Supreme Court case where he and downtown attorney James McManus successfully argue that private emails and communications in private devices are subject to public record law. The Supreme Court decision in 2017, which brought against the city of San Jose, this includes, you know, Mayor Sam Licardo back then, who was a council member back then, 
basically effectively close a loophole that has existed in California Public Records Act for many years. Um, so it was troubling, as Olson put it, that the mayor is still doing what the Supreme Court is saying is illegal. I see. Now, final question here. Have any of Mayor Licardo's colleagues on the city council spoken out about this? So I did reach out to the whole council after our story published, and eight out of 10 people either declined to comment or did not respond to my inquiries. Two did respond, including Vice Mayor Chappie Jones um, and Council Member Def Davis. Vice Mayor Chappie Jones said that he was not familiar with the issue when I reached out to him. He said that he'd rather see the facts play out and see how the process play out. And he believes that his colleagues, including the mayor, has good intention and has good reasons for the things that they do. Um, However, Council Davis, who is running for mayor in 2022, said it was kind of a surprise to her to see that the mayor would delete his emails in his government account and trying to skirt public record acts in this way. She said the law is clear to her and her office routinely has meetings just trying to make sure that everybody on staff is aware of the law and follow the law. But so far, there hasn't been any action from the council. Um, They just met yesterday and nobody has brought it up. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.